The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. There aren't too many bigger names in the world of skateboarding than Brazil's Felipe Gustavo. His plan is to represent his country at the Olympic Games. The reality is that Brazil's team runs pretty deep and even qualification for a legend like Felipe isn't guaranteed. With just 100 days to go until Tokyo 2020, Andrew Binner caught up with Felipe to talk about how his dad sold his car to send him to his first international contest in the USA, what music inspires him and why he stays humble all of the time. Olympic Channel Podcast. Okay, man, um, to kick us off, uh, set the scene for, for us. Where are you at the moment? Uh, I'm in Los Angeles, California. Nice. And uh, what, are you, what have you been up to today and in the past week? Um, I just came back from Mexico two days ago. Uh, I was there for like two weeks. That was my birthday. And then um, just went out there, celebrated my birthday with a couple of friends from Brazil. And then uh, my girlfriend was there. So we kind of just kind of quarantined there, came here. And then, yeah, just been chilling back to LA. It's kind of cold out here, just trying to get everything back to the groove, you know? Skating and then just trying to get life back together, I guess. Well, uh, felicidades. Um, so, what is the latest on your injury? What's the update? Um, I'm feeling pretty healthy right now. Um, I hurt my big toe two years ago, and that was like a big problem in my skating because I never thought a big toe would give me so much issues, you know? But that's actually like the whole balance of my body. And I just never knew that. So, I went to I went through having back with this injury, you know, just like got a stem cell injection, got acupuncture, got injections here and there, physical therapy, all sorts of cream, everything. And it wasn't working because I didn't have time for healing, you know. And then uh, the pandemic started happening last year and I finally had some time off. And then um, that started healing. I didn't skate for like four, six months almost, you know, just like working on my foot and stuff. And then I started skating again back in like July last year. And then everything, you know, like I, it's still painful. That's one of those things that's like I choose to not get surgery because it's my toe. So if I get a surgery on my toe, we'll kind of I'll lose like balance of my thing. And then they don't recommend it doing that when you're mid-career, you know, they recommend it doing later on. So I just choose to not get um, surgery and just kind of work things around, you know, getting my muscle back back together strong. You know, I still pain here and there. Like I got to live in data by doing some tricks, but like, it feels good now, you know, my whole body is strong and I'm like happy on skating, yeah. I wonder, is there any way you can sort of put an update on your shoe to give you some more protection there or something like that? Um, yeah, I can do that. But like I usually just skate a bunch of different shoes, you know, I only skate a shoes for like three days, you know, it's like, so you all constantly like putting brand new shoes all the time. That kind of like, it's not good for your foot, you know? And also like just not giving yourself a break, you know, when you skate every day, you're like, beating your body up for like you know i've been skating for like 22 years like of course something's gonna be you know take more time than the other one for healing you know i'm not as young as anymore you know so like my whole thing is like recovery and like taking care of my body nowadays so i can skate more you know i love that because it could be so easy just to concentrate on the negatives especially during this time for everyone but you've chosen to see the positives which is uh which is really cool 
Yeah, dude, like, I mean, I just appreciate the life that I have, you know, where I came from, the things that I've done and how people recognize what I do for a living and what I do for love. And, you know, it's, I love skateboarding and then like people like that about me, you know. So that's pretty, that's a privilege, you know, not everybody can do that. So just, I'm really grateful for everything, man. So I want to switch gears slightly and talk about your your history for a second. Um, a lot of people in skateboarding know the story of how your dad sold his car to fund your ticket to go to Tampa. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that, please? Everybody just know that, you know, it's like, yeah, he's dad sold the car or whatever. But like, it goes way beyond that. What my dad, what my family did for me, you know, like if you think skateboarding now, like if you're a kid, if I have a kid now, they'd be like, I want to be a skateboarder. All good. You know, that's a bunch of stuff on YouTube, that's contest TV and all stuff. But 20 years ago, when I choose to do that, it was like nothing. It was not even YouTube, you know. My dad pretty much just shot in the dark and like believed on me before I even believed myself, you know. I used to like play soccer in Brazil and then like my brother started skating and I, I would come back from soccer school just bummed because nobody gave me the ball. I couldn't, I was a striker, so I couldn't make the goal, you know. And then I started bumming me out like, man, I want to do better, but like I can't. And then when my brother started skating and I saw that I was just like hamming the board and that's it. Like if you fail, it's your fault, you know, like I like, I want to do that. Like soccer team is kind of hectic. Like, cause everybody plays soccer in Brazil, you know, it's like everybody wants to be a soccer player. It's like the biggest sport player in Brazil. My brother started skating. My dad got me a board and then I just started going to soccer school with the board. I can't wait to finish that so I can skate. But I was like a mid, I was like mid, like I was in a big contest. So I couldn't quit soccer. And then my team ended up winning and all this stuff. I just gave my dad a medal. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm skating, you know. So I started skating back in like 1998, like 1999. And then MIC, that wasn't much, you know, like I'm from the capital of Brazil. So it's like not much media. No, it's until nowadays we don't have a skate park. And that's what I've been trying to work through, you know. But, um, yeah, my dad was just really supportive, you know, took me everywhere, like, and then I started, like, getting sponsored and all that stuff. I won so many contests in Brazil, and then I could only get so, so high out there, you know, like, so much. So I started dreaming about going to U.S. and, like, you know, living a dream one day. You know, things started popping on the internet. Like, I wanted to skate this contest. I was like, Dad, like, this is what I wanted to do, you know? And then... um I said, well, let's try, you know, and then like there was this contest in Brazil. If you win the whole overall, like, you know, ranking, you get a ticket to go to Tampa. And then I was like, yeah, we need to go to those five contests because if I win, I'll get a ticket to go to Tampa and then we go, you know, that's my dream. And then I said, all right, cool. And this is like far away from Brazil, like 12 hours bus every other day, you know. And my dad's like missing, missing work and work for the government. And I was missing school like crazy, like 40 days, can't even go to school. And then, um, long story short, 2006, I skated all these contests and I won that, I won that ticket, right? I'm like, Dad, we got the ticket. I got the ticket, 1500 bucks. And they were like, we're going to this. So I'm explaining everything like super detailed because people just don't know, you know? And then I won that thing and then 1500 bucks and got the bread and then we got visas and stuff. So I was going to go to Disneyland to be easier so I can get a visa. Because it's real hard to get a visa when you're Brazilian kind of, you know? And then, um... I didn't come from like a rich family, you know, like I just always had things because my dad was a hustler, you know, I got two brothers. My dad had like three, three jobs and stuff. And, uh, I want that. And then like 
by the time I was going to go to that contest, 2007, January, they never gave me the ticket, you know? It was a fraud. Like, the, com the company that made the contest, like, went went down or something. And then my dad like, no, nah, we already got the visa. That's your dream. So he sold the car, got us two tickets, and then, like, a thousand bucks, you know? And then we just went to Tampa. Like, I just didn't know no English, no nothing, no nobody. And then we just got went to Strafe Airport to the park, to the park. And I told the guy, I told Ryan Clements and Brian Schaefer at the time, like, I want to skate the contest. Like, no, nah, you can't, whatever. Because you got to register before and all sorts of stuff, being invited and all that. And I just didn't have that. And then um, I was there for the whole week trying to like, yo, can I skate today? Can I skate today? And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, whatever. It's too many kids. It was like 300 kids or something. And they saw that I was pretty good. I was kind of skating, paying every day to skate. And I got the wristband in my hand. It's kind of skating, you know, Friday of qualifier first golden ticket went straight to the finals and then sunday i just did the same thing you know had my headphones on i listened to my gospel music and it was kind of like it was my day you know it's that just kind of happened and then it was like one of the most sickest day in my life you know because like he changed my life he changed my family's life he changed my career if it wasn't for that like of course it would be something else but that was just like oh damn it's possible you know like it's possible to make that happen so so yeah, that happened in 2007 and I won the contest and then um, everybody just came talk to me in English, like super crazy. I was like, I'm gonna say hello, you know? So I went back to Brazil, my mom was kind of sick and then I just didn't know what to do, you know? I was like, dad, I want to go to US. I straight just went back to school. I was all over the news too, like, just like whatever, sports, ABC News in Brazil. I was all of this stuff there. And I'll go to school and everybody's like, oh, all this and that. And I got there, I was like, bro, dad, I can't go to school no more. Like I need to go to LA, you know? This is like part of my story, how I moved back to how I moved to LA, you know. And then um, some kid messaged me on MySpace, like, "Yo, come to LA." I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Yeah, come to LA." It's like, yeah, I don't speak English. I don't know money, and then I don't know where to stay. He's like, "Yeah, come stay in my couch." I was like, "Are you serious?" Like, I showed my dad, like, "Dad, this kid's saying that I can stay in his couch. Can I go?" He's like, "That's what you want to do." I was like, "That's the only thing that's there for me. Like, I have to leave." Like. So I just quit school. My dad financed me a ticket for 20 payments, and I just went to L.A. in 2007. And then since that, it's been a journey, you know, like just living a dream, I guess, you know. I was sleeping on the floor for like eight months. Air mattress here, stole mattress on the streets and all that, you know. Now there, I have my house, I have everything, you know. It's a beautiful thing. Game playing. That's absolutely amazing. I love that. So what is it that made your dad... He seemed to sacrifice quite a lot. He seemed to be so sure what he was doing when he was helping you to get to, to get to Tampa. Is it because he thought there was a potential career there for you? Like what he, he seriously just believed you. I, I just think that he loved me. And then he's like, if one thing I want to do for my kid, if that's the only thing I can do for, which is help him get there, you know, because there was no like career, like talking, you know, skateboarding was so small, but like in 2007, it was getting better for sure. Not that I was making money, but like, I was getting shoes bonus and all this stuff, shoes for everybody. You know, he knew that was could be a potential thing, but he didn't know how big that could be. He just kind of like, trust me, you know? He just kind of like, you know, just believed on me before I even believed myself. It's like, dude, you got something, and I don't know how I'm going to do this, but let's do it, you know? Like, my dad would just like not pay the rent and tell my mom he'd pay to get me a ticket to go somewhere. He would get a cast on his arm so he can miss, like, the job, and then go travel with me for the thing, you know? And like, and it would just... It's way more than just a ticket, a car, you know? It's like, dude, nowadays, he's like my biggest supporter. Like, today, he called me in the morning, like, yo, 
I went on the site that's like, you're missing this board for Plan B. Can you get them to reach out? My dad had every single board that ever came out for me. Like, he said he has like a mini museum for me. It's pretty tight. Like, every single thing that had my name on it that ever came out on the internet that's in my house. Like, boards and everything, shoes. He saves in one each, you know? It's pretty cool. My dad's like the illest dude to ever make it. He sounds it. What a legend. Has he, uh, has he had a go on the skateboard yet? No, he's never skated. He just hop on the thing. He's kind of kinky roll, but like he's never like, you know, tried anything like that. So how much would you say you owe your dad? There's a reason that we're here in life, you know, and then like Olympic is cool. Like making all this money, living in LA is cool. But like one day when I become a father, like I just want to be like 5% of what my dad was for me. You know, that's what I want to do in life, you know? I'm just like, you know, riding this wave is cool, but like, what my dad did for me, it's like a demonstration of what really true love is. And then I think that's the most inspiring thing for me. You know, I just want to be like my dad, you know, whatever, through skateboarding, with through whatever that is. But like, it just like, I own, when I say dad, like my mom and dad, but like my dad the most because, you know, like I'm a dude and then like, he was just there with me, like to, to every single moment in my life, you know? So it's like, just want to be like my dad one day and when did you buy him the car to replace his one um i already i already got my dad like two cars in his meantime whatever but um yeah just like build my mom's like house whatever my dad's house you know all that stuff. i just everything i have is my family and do you think um keeping humble remembering where you came from is that your motivation that keeps you achieving because you've achieved so much so where where does your motivation come from Man, I feel like the more you give, the more you get back, you know? It's like, um, I never really forget where I came from. Like, I'll never will. It's like, nothing will change me, you know? Ain't hey, no money, no sponsor, no contest thing. It's like, end of the day, we all just person. We all just do whatever, you know? Like, we all the same. We don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not jealous about anybody's company or contract or shoe deals or anything that I just like I'm here to get what it's mine and here to help all the people you know it's like I think being humble is like one of the best you know just thing that you can do just be grateful you know it's like ain't gonna go no part in anybody else you know you're here for do what you do and then you know today it's over tomorrow and who knows what what are we gonna get you know so I don't know just being grateful is like one of the best things I think you can do Well, I think a lot more people will be seeing you on a platform soon, potentially later this year at the Olympic Games. Um, I want to talk about that for a little bit. The competition to make the Brazil Olympic team is, is pretty hectic. <laughs> How confident are you feeling? Olympics like a dream to mine, you know, but also like, like last two years when I was getting hurt to try to get this point and try to be an Olympic team, they're like, it really bummed me out because I'm just doing this for this. And like, bro, I did my whole career to be a skater and now I'm just dying for one thing. Like, if I'm just happy skating, that will come through. Like, everything else came through in my life, you know? If I skate the Olympics, it'll be amazing. I'm down. I'm going to put my heart. But like, dude, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to nollie flip every day like I've been doing. And I'm happy with that, you know? Of course, that's going to put like a plus in my life. I'm being Olympics. Like, I've been in the two times, like an Olympic team. That's amazing. You know, I'm like grateful for that, you know? The first ever Olympic team, I'm there. Amazing, you know? But, like, I'm just, like, 
everything happens for a reason. And if you like, if it means to be, to me to be there and representing, I'm so down for it. I'm going to do everything I can right now. But like that can't just bump my whole career out because I didn't make it, you know? Yes, I'm on the team Brazil. It's like five people there. I think I'm number four. And then if you like, like I was just talking to the coach today from Brazil, if they don't do any contest before the Olympics, I'm not even going to be in the Olympics because they're going to take the top 20, you know, and I'm like 21st. But um, that's not going to change who I am, you know. I'm still Felipe Gustavo. I'm still pro skate. I'm still, I still love my life. I still love what I do, you know. It's like one of the top of the cherry things, you know. Of course, I'm stupid stoked. But, like, man, that can't bum me out that much if I don't make it, you know. It's like, but I also want to be a part of it, you know. It's, it's pretty brute out there. Like, all the Brazilian dudes are insane skateboarders, you know. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be, you know, whoever it needs to be there is going to be there. And then that's about it, brother. Like, can't tell you too much about the Nobody knows the future, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't predict anything nowadays. And coming off the back of that, talking about the growth of the sport, um, we've seen a lot of growth at contests of women skating. And surely it can be, that's only a positive thing that the Olympics can increase that as well, right? I think so. I think, you know. I have one of my best friends. She's a, she's a skateboarder, which is funny. And then, like, she's done a lot for skating. You know, there's a lot of girls out there skating because she skates. How amazing is that? And then if you be in the Olympics, it'd give more opportunity to all the ladies to skate. You know, that's amazing. You go to skate park now, there's your mad girls skating. That's awesome. You know? It's for everybody, man. Like, I feel like the skateboarding girl, like, community is growing and growing. And it's pretty gnarly to see. Like, Raisa Leal, she's, like, 12 or 13. She does tricks that I can't even do, kind of, you know? Pretty dope, you know? And it's like, it's amazing to see the grow too, to this woman skateboarding division. And that's going to go even more and more and more. So you said earlier, I remember you saying when you were getting ready for Tampa, you'd like listening to like gospel music or something. But I know you're also really into your hip hop as well. So I wonder who you're listening to at the moment. Um, what are you looking forward to coming out? And who would you love to see live when, you know, coronavirus goes away? Music is like... Um, a vibe for me, you know? Like, I wake up and I listen to a bunch of different things. I listen to a lot of Brazilian songs, too. Like, um, I listen to gospel a lot, too. I'm Christian, so, like, that's, like, my time that, like, you know, every other day I just, you know, give a moment to, like, honestly, the worship and just, like, be grateful, you know? But um, also, like, I'm listening to a lot of Brazilian rap, too. That's one of my friends. His name's Leno. He's, like, coming up gnarly, and then he's, like, a skater, too, and he has a story behind, and then, like, I would love to watch him live, or whatever that is. Um, but it's crazy, you know, like out here in LA, you've seen a lot of concerts. It's like kind of whatever. You've seen a lot of things, you know. Like I used to go to like music festivals and stuff too. It's pretty cool. You see like 200 dudes in two weeks. That's pretty cool instead of just seeing one dude, you know. But um, yeah, not really like looking for like going to stuff like that right now, you know. I mean, I would love to go to like music festival and like see, you know, seeing like Drake, whatever, you know. like. Roddy Rich or something like Roddy Rich is one of my favorites too, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to follow up. It's too many nowadays. Too many rappers. Too many. Too many mixtapes. Too much stuff. You know. So it's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to focus on me. Like I really don't know much about like the rappers and stuff. But I don't know. Whatever come out. You know. I just hope we out of the situation soon, and so we can all just enjoy life. You know, more now. Olympic Channel Podcast. Massive thanks to Felipe and also to Andrew. Go follow Felipe on Instagram. He's just Felipe Gustavo. Right, that is it for now. Stay safe, stronger together, and we'll see you very soon. Think like an Olympian. Olympian.